Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Maggie. And she am. From Illusions of Grandeur. And you're listening to The Loud Spot with Sebastian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Tonight, we have Illusions of Grandeur, CM and Maggie. What's going on? What's going on over there? How you doing, hey, man? How's it going? Good. Then we got Sam McIntosh. What's going on, Sam? <laughs> Last night, we did a podcast, and he was actually in the house with me in the other room, and he could hear me because I talk very loud. And you know, it's the loud spot, so we gotta talk loud. That's what we do. Yeah. So the Ill- illusions of grandeur, how long have you guys been playing together? We've been playing together since 2015, uh, but CM and I actually have played in other bands together before that, but illusions of grandeur started in 2015. Okay, and it looks like going through your Facebook posts, are you guys pretty theatrical, or is it just like you're, you guys have makeup on during the shows? We're, we're technically, we, we've kind of created our genre called theatrical metal. The idea was um, to put on a show, much like Kiss, Alice Cooper. You know, when people come to Kiss play, they they get a show, man. It's everything. Awesome. Yep. Have you guys been able to do any shows at all with the pandemic, or have you guys steered clear from that? We recorded, uh, I guess, about three months ago. We went down to Philadelphia and got a soundstage, and we edited together a like six-song, half-hour concert. So we're actually playing a ton of international festivals right now and we don't have to leave the house so it's actually pretty cool (laughs) yeah so nothing no no actual live shows unfortunately no no actual live shows but there's a a half hour of us in concert multi-camera shot thing out there going on to a bunch of places in brazil and mexico and you name it it's really cool yeah the pay just sucks i heard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't yeah, get paid yeah. anything yeah, but you know 10,000 promotions and luckily that's yeah. what our rent is yeah my, yeah. my rent's 10,000 promotions will be good <laughs> exactly. yeah that's so when you guys were playing shows so when you guys do shows when you're theatrics like explain the theatrics of the show the theatrics of the show are kind of inspired by me I come from a theater background in school and I've done other theater things outside of school so I always wanted to like do more with that you know you like any band can get up there and just kind of put on a stand there and play for you. Like I wanted to get down in people's faces and kind of like build a story around it, which is kind of what we've done. We've made a comic book, you know, idea basically, and have, we have a whole story. So I basically acted out on stage. We created what's called the Siren Saga. I don't know if you guys follow any like Norse mythology or anything like that, but um, in, in general storytelling, a saga. I compare it to Star Wars. Um, it's a three-part saga. The first, that was Shakespeare. Sure, I'll go with higher. We can go with the higher class. 
Um, so we mixed Viking mythology with uh, kind of Greek mythology, and yep. it's a three three concept albums in a row. The first one came out in 2019 on Pavement Entertainment, The Songs of the Siren, and that kind of introduced you to the Siren and her characters. And then the new album that's coming out in spring of 2021 is called The Siren. That's the second part. So when you come see the show, you see us perform the, the first album and now right. the second the album. Second album. Um, it's a lot of lights, video screens, tapestry, um, and it just when you come see it, it's a big show. That's what we put on a big show. It's like cosplay, like D and D. Okay. Yes. Did you got now when you first started the band Illusions of Grandeur? Was that already a plan, or did that just kind of come into development during band practice? Um, I've kind of always wanted to do something like that, like a Kiss thing, or like King Diamond, or. You know, um, who else has done it? Well, I, I love it in this moment, and they do they do a lot of it, too. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've kind of always wanted to do that and just, like, take it a little bit further and have, have a show. Like, have kind of something for everyone. If you're not really digging the music, maybe you can really get down with what's going on on stage, you know, and kind of appreciate it in different aspects instead of just... She and I toured in a rock band for about a year before, before we put this. this band together, and that was one of the things that we would go and play a show and the show would be exciting but if someone's not into your music they're kind of like eh, i'm gonna go over here and do something else we wanted to put something together that had that you know kiss alice cooper you know the theatrics like when acdc had all the cannons on yeah something like you that you can't like, help but watch yeah so yeah. and that the idea was that impact um and that's what we designed so it was kind of from the, the ground up uh it has grown quite a bit since yeah. in the five years to uh it's a truck worth of stuff we take with us now. So <laughs> that's that, that that's pretty cool. Do you, when you, now when you're when you're playing shows and doing things, do you have some sort of management team or just get your buddies to help you unload and, and put everything up? You just do it all yourselves. No, we have a team. We have a actually a kind of stage director manager named Chris Garby. Cool. Garby as we call him. Yeah. Um, he handles kind of all our makeup. Then we have Sam with the costumes, and then. Um, we have guys who load in, load out. All. So it, it's it started out us busting our asses, um, and then it's it's as we've gone to Europe a couple times and gone around the United States, it's grown into uh, you know different teams in different places helping us out. That's yeah, cool. you guys don't you guys don't take that sixty four channel mixer behind you. <laughs> no this is for the this is studio <laughs> oh, okay i was gonna say i was like man no way no we, I, I can see all the system. i can i can see all the flight boxes behind you everything's yeah. marked yeah this yeah. is yeah. this is the road rig and um actually everything i'll give behringer the plug everything runs to a behringer x32 um and that's extended out to actually 60 panels and we do all in here and then we run everything to the front of the stage so there's samples and some background tracks and atmospheric stuff. Um, we tend to play everything live. I mean, if I tilt you this way, you see our, our, our drum, drum set sitting here. We're actually, we're in the rehearsal. We, we have a studio built in our farmhouse. To okay. Long and short. And this is the live room we're in. And then over to our left is our control room. Oh, okay. Do you guys run through Kempers or anything like that? Uh, we use Line 6 Helix. Yes. Use a lot of Helix stuff, the, the Helix patches. I was a big fan of Kemper, um, and then the Helix kind of really upgraded. So uh, we've yeah. recently moved over to all Line Six Helix. Okay, the the you, yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that stuff, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so right on. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, he. I just barely turned him on to the Mandalorian last night, which you didn't even finish the first episode because we got so busy. So. Dude, the Mandalorian is like the it's it's like my twelve year old wet dream coming true. <laughs> I then, told I told him and his wife they're gonna love this. At least give it one episode, and they were they were about it. But uh, all of us got busy doing. But we had to do a podcast, and then she had to get the kids to sleep. But I told her today, let's finish watching it. And then I actually fell asleep, uh, and then I woke and then I woke up to a message from CM saying. Uh, Nine o'clock, right? And I'm like, oh shit, where does he live? <laughs> oh shit, he lives in Pennsylvania. Fuck, I fuck, I forgot to tell him that he's at Central Time. It's, it's all we're 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 in the middle of finishing tracking up um, the album to yeah. get it. We're like mixing and tracking the album right now to get it out in September or uh, not September, God no, March or April. But um, I was gonna say you got plenty of time. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we're in the middle, plenty. and it's a, this album. This album is a long, it's a long album. It's like 16, 18 songs. And we're, yeah. we, we produce and record everything ourselves. Um, so when the pandemic happened, our, we usually go to Europe 
and usually that's in September, uh, August, September. So that all got canceled. So we kind of were like sitting around like, what are we going to do? So we came up with this idea of releasing a single and a video every two months. So starting in October, we did Crossing Over and put out a video. In December, we put out Down and put out like a nine-minute mega video. Go check it out. It's awesome. And now, um, you know, we're, we're coming into February. The Wolf's coming out. So it's every two months you get a, you, you get a new single and a new video of us. So we're kind of out there with you. Right. Because um, we're normally, we're road dogs. We're yeah, normally we're on the road right now. playing yeah. a lot. So uh, this is weird. So it's <laughs> also given us a lot of time to write a lot of songs. So there's like 37 songs we're trying to whittle down to a record. Oh, yeah. That's fine. We'll forget. I'm like, I didn't even know we had that song. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. So we're, we're in the studio. So you have us an extra hour of vocal time. I got some stuff I want to talk about, but first I want to play the song down. And when did you say this song came out? It came out uh, December 16th, and the video came out on Christmas Day, uh, December 25th. Okay, let's play down right now, Illusions of Grandeur. Here we go.
so that was down. I really like the, the way you sing the cadence inside seems to change throughout the whole entire song. Yeah, kind of. I actually, um, Jonathan Davis is always been my, the person I look up to. I love Jonathan Davis corn ever since I was a little girl. I've always had an interest in them. So I try to kind of do what he does. Okay. Now I realize he has a lot more like guttural and like scream in him than I do, but that's kind of what I'm going for. I've, I used to sing like kind of like Amy Lee and I had somebody tell me that it was insanely boring. He said, it's, it's, it's really impressive, but it's super boring. And I was like, holy crap. Like it kind of hit me. I, didn't, I never really thought of it like that. And I was like, you know what, dude, it is boring. So I started trying to sing like Jonathan Dave, just like throw my voice and like see what I can come up with, you know? So that's kind of like what I'm going for, sort of. Are you the the only vocalist or is there a backup singer as well? No, it's just me. Wow. That's so impressive when I hear, when I hear, uh, when I hear you, when I hear a, a female scream like that or sing like that. It's it's it sounds it's I can't, I can't so it impresses me more that you could even do it. <laughs> <'Cause> oh, <thank laughs> you. I, I actually appreciate that because I don't do a whole lot of screaming and sometimes that plays against me. People are like, oh, she's not really a metal singer. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like whatever. In the newer on the newer album, yeah. Well, yeah, like down from the newer album, venturing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just outside of my comfort zone. Just remember if you. It should, Try to impress one. You're never going to impress anybody. So. Oh, no. That's true, man. Yeah. No, that's... They have so many... Fuck you all! That, we'll do what we want to do. <laughs> that's kind of what we do. That we is have, actually what we do. We so. have so yeah. many influences in this band that it's, like, kind of crazy. She brings in, like, the corn, and in this moment, our guitar player, uh, Julian Yeager, he, he recently joined a couple months back, and... Uh, he brings in a lot of like the heavier stuff, like Anubis Gate and mm-hmm. um, I don't know Slipknot and things like that. Then our drummer Ted is like a death metal drummer. You guys just drummer. heard down in the yeah. beginning of down there blast beats. Um, so He's the man. when I wrote this, I did not think that there was going to be like 16, 30 second no blast beats over it. Um, and when he did it, I was just like, that's so, so awesome. We were both like, so it, it's kind of, we're going on a different ride. And me, you know, I'm a huge Super Tramp fan. Adam, oh my God. You know, so I bring that in. Yeah, there's so many influences. You know, it's not just, it's not just metal. And I like a lot of genres of music too. So, you know, I try to yeah, we're out throw there. in we're different not trying, stuff. We're trying to please ourselves yet. Uh, people enjoy it too. But be, yeah, like radio friendly, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you keep it radio friendly but you know you're gonna have haters are gonna hate no matter what you no guys matter do what. yeah dude yeah. haters make you famous, make you famous. <laughs> keep on hating well, we're trying we're trying with sebastian we can't have too many haters because people start to love him too much oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah that's you like that, it, dude yeah, so that's why I'm the dickhead. I'll, I'll just <laughs> yeah. decide to be the dickhead. That way there, maybe we can get... Good cop, you know, bad cop. Yeah, good yeah. cop, bad cop. Uh, it'll, also cut, it'll, it'll help cut down on my emails because I am the nice guy. I, get, I offer the opinions to the bands that are coming on the scene going, hey, you might want to try this, you might want to try this. Not going not gonna to work for everybody. So if I'm the dickhead, maybe they'll stop emailing me. <laughs> I just want to know what you have to say. Yeah. You know, tw- 20 emails today. Hey, can you can, can we talk about roster representation? No, 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 no. Not right now. <laughs> this is too bu- no. I'm too busy. Too busy, and there's a pandemic. So just to let everyone know, I'm not picking up any new artists. They're just, it's not worth it right now at this moment. There Feel free to email me. I can't stop you from doing that, but. I'm not going to respond in a timely manner. <laughs> there that's, you go. That's I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even respond to his ass. <laughs> Listen, just because you receive the message doesn't mean you need to respond to it this very moment. That's a big I, I, misconception. I do, I do respond to him because I, ni- I am a nice guy. But if Oh, it's no, not respond. Me, just not like, you know, you got yeah. it and then you just sat there and responded. I, I'm a nice guy. When it... If you get a message from me going, "Hey, this is not for me," that means I don't, I don't like it. I can't, <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That's the nicest way I ever. I was gonna say that was yes. really nice. Not for it me. It is really nice because I have my other colleagues in this industry that 
I don't even respond to them. I was like, well, they want to know where they're at with that email. Everybody wants to know that. That's the worst thing. I asked, I asked Sam to be on the podcast. He says, it's not for me. But then he came over and I gave him a reach around. So now he's on the podcast. <laughs> and that makes and, everybody happy. Yeah, exactly. And peanut, yeah, and peanut butter crackers. And peanut butter crackers. So. At got, the same time? You got, you, yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, like kind of pr- like, like a prison story. <laughs> he set the room up. He's got a, a little chase lounge over there. Set it up instead of grapes. I got, uh, he was feeding me crackers. <laughs> You guys making radiator wine juice? <laughs> <laughs> I got. Hey. I, what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I got. You. I got. I got, I, got I got a question for you guys. Because you have so many songs, you were able to write songs uh, during the pandemic, and apparently a lot of them. Because you got nothing yep. else to do but write music. Do you? Does the band members? Do you guys argue or debate over which songs you want to release? Yeah, it's um, this. The first album around was kind of we wrote, we put out it like real fast. The first album we put out a single called "Breathe," and we kind of toured on that while we were getting the songs of the siren together. The songs of the siren is pretty much pretty much everything we were playing live. So when we came back from the Ukraine in 2019, um, our label, Pavement Entertainment, uh, at the time it was kind of like a discussion, like we really want to see you guys have a lot more material. So. I've always been a songwriter and a producer, so I kind of locked myself in the studio starting in July of 2019, not anticipating a pandemic. (laughs) Um, So I started writing and writing and writing, and um, we we had like 20 songs when we went into production in March, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, you get you know we had you guys set to go to Europe, and we were doing this United States tour. No. So it was all of a sudden we had all this time on our hands. So she and I, through March, April, and May of last year, spent 90 days in the studio. Hours and hours. Like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning till 3 a.m. the next day, writing and going over the material. So, yeah, we ended up with a lot of songs. So now we're on the other end of that nightmare. And um, I'm I'm trying. It is. It's really. You know what? I'll tell you what. It's really. It's great. You see stories like Aerosmith and Metallica and all these guys are like, oh yeah, we wrote a hundred songs for the album. I'm exaggerating. You like forty songs for the album. Right. They're like Jesus. How do they do that? How do they do that? And then they whittle it down to like fifteen, sixteen. This is the first time in my career I've ever been in that position. Um, So let me tell you what. It's difficult. Uh, And yeah, there's a lot of debate, and it's like deciding which one of your children are going to grow up and actually get to go off to school. So um, this album is going to be really diverse. It's going to be really effing heavy. It's Um, heavy. It's diverse. And uh, and it's, you're going to get, you know, and that's the other thing. We kind of whittled away all the crap. It's like the best things we can write. Um, So we really think it's going to, you know, every band thinks this and we think, and so we're we're just like that. We think this is (laughs) the next level in this journey. So, yeah. So because you guys have theatrics, when you write the music, do you also are you also writing the theatrics of what you're going to do on stage at the same time? I kind of do because it's it sort of goes hand in hand for me. It's like a, a mental process, and he it's funny you would say that because he actually pointed that out to me. He's like, I don't even worry about what you're going to do on stage or what you're going to do for the video. He's like, because I can see you kind of like he's like you'll flick your hands or he's like, and I'm just she's watching. in the vocal booth kind of doing it. Yeah, every now and again, and he'll be like in the window, like I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know you were there. Get out of here. <laughs> So I've kind of like already got it going on in my head. And then he, he's funny. He's like, I'll watch it play out. You know, he's because I practice, I'll do it and do it and do it. So yeah, I kind of, it just, it naturally comes like that. Maybe, maybe it didn't before, but that's kind of how it works now. Yeah. And then, and it, the cool thing, like, especially we were, the first time we went to Europe uh, and went through, people didn't know who we were. And it was, you know, they were just learning who we were. And a lot of people did. People do their research over there. As well. Yeah, it's in America too, but more there. So they were singing back to us. So oh, when cool. we went, when yeah, we went back in really 2019, neat. it was crazy because like we're playing to a crowd, like we played in Kiev, and it was in nuts. Ukraine. And people who don't really speak a lot of English are singing the lyrics back to us. So yeah. my kind of new favorite thing is we'll work on something and the chorus will be finished. And I'll be like, oh yeah, they're gonna be singing that. Yeah, yeah. that's going <laughs> in the live set. Um, so, and that kind of gets planned in, yeah, into, into the sets. So the short, long answer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How how does the energy change 
while you're on stage, especially as uh, the singer and guitar player, how how does it, well, you you said you play the guitar, right? Bass player. Bass player. Bass player. Still, still you're in the front. Still you're in the front, right? How does the energy? Oh, yeah, yeah. How does the energy change being on stage in the band when the audience starts singing back to you? Like, how does that feel? That is the most euphoric high feeling you can, in, in my opinion, for a performer. That is like the best feeling. He'll tell you. I've been asleep in the van, like, <laughs> out. like telling him like this is gonna be shit, shit. Like I'm not ready. I don't care. Fuck you. Like you know, like. I don't know really if you've upset. ever been out on like a seven week tour. Oh man! But when you get in the like yes. the fortieth show in the middle of the Ukraine and there's no bathrooms, you know, and like those kind of things. I'm I'm was literally sleeping, and then you get out there, and because that we had a show like that, I've got Facebook Live on. They're singing the music back to me. I'm like, this is incredible. And yeah. I was just like ready to go to sleep, it's, angrily ready to. It's <laughs> it's a it's it's a real high. It's really neat because yeah. it's like you're getting on stage, putting the energy out, and they're getting it and kind of sending it back to you. So not to get like you know into all energy and like <laughs> oh, no, no, kind no, of thing. It's cool, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's very yeah. it's really reciprocal. Yeah. And sometimes like uh, when we played Rock Balaba um, at a. Really close to Russia, it was crazy. The war yeah, was like, like less than twenty miles, miles away. 20 miles, yeah. yeah, twenty miles. Um, the, like there was literally was a, a war going on, and um, the kids were so intense, and the energy was like it was palpable. And by the time that concert was over, it was like I, I could feel every nerve in my body. We were just up near the front of the stage. You could feel the ground moving. Right. Like, you could feel you know, like the earth moving. I was like, holy. Yeah, God. they were stomping like, so. Hard. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I got I got the chills right now from you guys just set, talking about it. Like that, <laughs> that's such a cool. That's just such a cool feeling to be able to have that. Is it safe to say that was obviously probably one of your favorite concerts you've ever played? Yeah, yeah, Rockaleva and and Smilia Smilia in in the, the Ukraine. Yeah, we were, we were booked on the, the tour. Like we were playing a lot of a lot of big markets that's and cool. small markets, and so yeah. some clubs would show up. It'd be like maybe a hundred person. And then someplace would show up, it'd be like, you know, volume club in Kiev where you could have five, six hundred people. We showed up in Smilia and they had closed their kind of central park yeah. and built a stage. And they were doing like a local festival thing for some local bands and dance troops and stuff. But we were the headliners. We didn't know that, though. So we didn't know that. I was thinking we had like some local support, like, you know, like yeah. some big local band was going to be So our... their evening news was there and they had us plant a tree. Crazy. In the capital, so there's a tree, the IOG, IOG tree. tree, and then we played to a crowd, and that was I was like, this is nuts. That was and that was really that was like one of the like first nights we had like every person in the audience was singing "Breathe" back to her, reaching up, lady like handing me her. Oh, she handed a baby up on stage. Yeah, take this take the baby you kind of have to take oh, no, the baby like, right like one of those awkward hugs you know where you're kind of like uh like and i'm sweat my elbows are sweating so it's not appropriate that's not as good as the guy with the chain around his neck that, that he had, didn't he had a yeah. dog collar on and a chain and he yeah. threw the chain up on the stage and i actually that was for wolf too i was singing the wolf when he did that i kind of looked across it was a really big stage i looked across the stage and i'm like that's kind of when you're like what is going on? But you go with it. You know? yeah. When the guy with the dog collar and the chain throws it to you. The stage was high enough. Like, there was no chance of him getting me or anything. Right, you know? we, right. We have experienced that before, too, in the Ukraine. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah do, have, do, do, do people ever try to get up on stage with you guys while you're playing? In Smilia, at that show, we... Yeah. I only noticed because I was on Facebook Live, and I'm like, why is there... Who's the dude? There's a dude on stage... Like, he's like, ah. we, we have we got some pretty tight security. So, and so uh, quickly, they, like, whoosh, yeah, hold they, them off. But back to the back, back to the There's baby. Back to the baby. It, did you actually hold the baby? Like, did you for like a quick second? Okay, like, I didn't, like let it leave her hand. Okay, it was like because if that baby, like, if that, uh, if that, if that, that person <laughs> dropping the baby in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> if that baby would have left her hands, you know, she would have got her phone out, taken a bunch of pictures. With you holding this baby, and that would have been even more strange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would have been weird for me. <laughs> hey, I still think it's crazy that politicians have, you have to kiss a baby while you're on on the road. Uh, yeah, they do it. 
Yeah, I'm glad that the COVID happened. So now that happens. It's okay. Biden will just sniff you. <laughs> Same thing with me. Don't have me your freaking baby. I don't want your baby. I, I hate kids. Leave me alone. It's Go awkward because it's not it is mine. Awkward. I don't, don't want to break it. I don't want to give it germs. You know, <laughs> like well, yeah, you know. I mean, it's not mine. You don't want to break the baby. Yeah, break the baby. That is that's, that's a new. That's gonna be a new song. Break the yeah. baby. Yeah. Break the oh, baby from a five foot. on my head at a concert. You know, there it is. You should, you know, you guys should do a thing where you tell people to throw stuff on stage to you and see the most interesting things that they throw on. Yeah, I know it's probably it's probably dangerous, but it'd be kind of funny for like a second. I think so. First of all, don't ever take advice from a guy behind a microphone that's never been out on the road. Okay, that's true. True story, Sebastian. If they there's enough stuff being thrown on stage. Yeah. They don't need anything else. We don't yeah, encourage, no, we, we, we don't encourage that. Oh, okay. We never mind. I take that back. We don't encourage it. Yeah, don't tell do people to do that. <laughs> Please. There's enough underwear and strange stuff that gets thrown up now. Or We're good. Found. I found a coaster with a girl's name and phone number on it in my microphone bag. <laughs> did, did, you know this was a microphone bag? Was this for me? You call yeah. it? <laughs> I'm like, let's call that number. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the song Wolf. Uh, what is this, did this song come out already? It comes out on the 18th of this month. Okay. Have it in advance. All right, so we're not gonna play. We're gonna we're gonna play Crossing Over first, and then okay, we'll play Wolf. All right, let's play pl- Crossing Over right now. You guys are making me laugh way too much over here. <laughs> Good times. Good times. It's probably the wine. It's it's not wine. It's it's. <laughs> It's can okay, let's wine.
yeah. that was that was crossing over. I'm gonna tell everybody about your band. Everyone I meet. <laughs> Lies. Lies. I like to say inside jokes on the podcast that no one actually hears on the podcast because it's funny to us. And then we have yeah, our yeah. thing. <laughs> that's all. That's all that matters. How many? No, bo- that's, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. It's not Let's tell no. the one about this whole thing. Yes. Just keep the whole thing a secret. All right. Yeah, we'll keep the whole thing a secret on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sam froze up on us on his end. He did. He's the McDonald's Wi-Fi is not doing. <laughs> McDonald's Wi-Fi is not working out for you, Sam. It's not working out for you. Man. He's back. Call Ronald and tell him what's nope. up, brother. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. How many? How many countries have you guys played in? Um, England, Germany, France, Ukraine. Uh, like seven, seven countries. You know, we I haven't have... gotten to Canada yet. We're looking. I want to do yeah, Canada. Seven. Yeah, six or seven. Six or seven. We want to get we want to get back to Europe and get back to like you know get back to the Ukraine and France, Germany. Italy is big time on our list. Yeah, Italy. Um, once and of course that's where like the pandemic they like closed the country. Um, that's yeah. big on our list, and uh, we we have some some stuff coming up later this year. Uh, we can't talk about it yet, but knock on wood. Um, starting in October, November, and December, we're going to be doing some pretty extensive touring in the states. Um. And then we hope in early 2022 to be touring the Siren album in Europe um, and and Canada. So it's kind of like we're eager to get back on the road, but of course, that's really up to you know COVID laws and etc. So you know, I, I ask these questions on the podcast expecting the band to know the answer off the top of their heads, but a lot of times I'm like, they're like, "Oh, that was way off guard. I had no idea you're going to ask that question." So you're good. I love it. I love it. When it comes to songwriting, um, there's four members. There's four members of the band, right? Yes. So who who starts off with the songwriting process first? CM will normally give me like a template of a song. Yeah, I usually write demos. I demo everything. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a producer and an engineer. I mix I mix a ton of people's albums. That's kind of my stock and trade for the last 20 years. I'm a, I'm a mixer and a mastering engineer. So I usually will sit and write, and then I'll hand it to her, and then she determines if it's a song or not. Yeah. Um, and then we move it from there. And I write lyrics and melody okay. to it, and then then we start showing it to the band. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, you guys pretty much come up with the whole collective idea first, and then decide to tell the band, hey, this is what we're going to work on. Yes, and then they'll put their their yeah. flair on it. Like it's that's amazing how that comes together sometimes because it is it's a template, and then you'll have Ted. Ted Ted our know, drummer is absolutely insane. His um, timing and his, yeah, he he came into the band and uh, up to that point we had, we had great drummers, really good drummers, but Ted came in and he kind of brought in a whole methodology that um, I hadn't. I I was trained in bass. I went to Settlement School, etc. Okay. So I worked a lot with the click, but when you're playing metal and playing rock, usually you're not, sometimes you're not on a click. He brought in an entire system with him for, for writing and working. So he kind of, been, we took him in the template and then he kind of looks at it and goes, well, we should change here or do this, do that. Like I said, in the beginning of down, when that was written, it wasn't written to have six, eight timing with 30 second blast beats over it, but it happened. <laughs> so right, yeah. it's interesting. Do you, have the, do, you have, do you guys still have the typical band practice where you all get together? Or do you write the music and then send it off? No, we still get together. We okay, get together good. every week. Um, but he, of course, sends everything off so people can work on stuff at home. It, so. is, it is almost like back, I remember when I was a kid and I was reading about Rush and they used to mail each other dat tapes and yeah. work on their albums. I'm like, how do they do that? Now, I our drummer records in his studio at his house, our guitar player. We, we do everything by email and then we assemble it here. Um, but we do get together every week and we, we bounce the songs off each other to make sure it works live. Um, and that, cause that's a big part of it. If it doesn't work live. Even if it's a song, if it doesn't kick ass live, what's the point? Yeah. Do you, and do, do you practice the theatrics also during band practice? I guess oh, yeah. you have to, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You have to, you have to practice how you're going to perform because, there's been plenty of times before I was doing that on a regular basis that I'd lose my breath or not have the energy to finish out a set. 
So whatever I'm going to do, I've got to be down here practicing. And now a mo- kind of modern technology and us advancing the show, we're using something called Ableton Live. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's actually really cool because uh, I don't have to use a floorboard anymore to clip on and off effects. It, the computer does it. It also controls all of the video screens, all the lighting. Lights. So when we're rehearsing, we're rehearsing the lighting cues, we're rehearsing the video yes. cues. We're, so it's it's become it's not getting together in the garage and jamming. I kind of miss that, but it's also really, you know, it can become really fun because you're like, well, can we do this lighting array? And they're like, oh shit, yeah, and they program it in, and next thing you know, you got something really cool going. On. Is is it intimidating? Is it intimidating to learn these new softwares? Because I know, like for me, like even social media, new social medias are intimidating. Mm-hmm. As a musician, as a musician, is it like, oh, here's something new I have to learn, or do you just dive right into it and figure it out? Uh, it's kind of fifty fifty. I'm a little scared of it, but it is. Um, you know, I, I when I started out engineering, I engineered on, I recorded albums on tape, and I worked on Neve and SSL boards, and now I'm in the box. So it's kind of like that for me. Like when Ableton was handed to us and our crew. And we began to work on it. It's really cool. We all learn it together and work on it. So it's a little scary, but it's also a lot of fun. It's kind of like life. But I'm like you. So. Drink block wine. Right. Drinking no. box wine. Staying away from social media because I don't know how to operate it. Don't. <laughs> I'm like, my phone's doing it. Here, you fix it. I have no clue. Like, don't let him bullshit you. It's because <laughs> he just doesn't want to do it. If you force him <laughs> and you give him a class on it and you show him. He will do it. Now there I can't get him. I can't get him off of TikTok. <laughs> True story. Now I can see. I'm having too much fun TikTok. with it. It goes hand in hand. I think so. Goes hand in hand. When when you're writing the when you when you're when you, after you write the song and they're doing the theatrics, if sometimes let's say you run out of breath or it's just not working out, do you change the song structure? So does the theatrics sometimes influence the change of the song? No, it doesn't. No, the exact opposite. Okay. Nothing comes in the way of the vocals. The vocals first, performance second. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, just... But there are moments like we um, we will build in live moments, especially oh, once yeah. we're touring a song a little bit. Like there's a song we have called Red Sky Morning. Um, and we noticed that this one part in the song, people were just kind of clapping and stomping. So we kind of took, we broke that into the show. We listened to the audience and we let them tell us where things build and not. Um, and it was really cool. Uh, she actually got this giant red flag we take out on tour that she waves it across the audience. Um, well, in the United States. In the United States. You can't, you can't, take do, a red flag you can't do that in the Ukraine. Yeah. There's a whole history. <laughs> um, um, so Don't make that, that mistake. That got built in by the that got built in by the audience. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of listening to what makes it what works live and we adjust the show. Um, and but modern technology has made that a lot. Harder and easier. Once you program it in and you learn it, uh, right. it's really cool because you just hit play and you go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's play the song The Wolf. So this is the new song that's coming out. And go ahead one more time. When does this song drop again? comes out on the 18th, February 18th. And then in late March, the video will be out. But we'll, we'll promote that in Saturday over to you. And what is this, February 18th. what is this song about? This song is the second song off the Siren album, so out of, it comes out of Crossing Over into The Wolf, and it's directly a piece of the story. So in Crossing Over, we find ourselves on the other side of the Archeron in the Underworld. Also the River Styx. So we cross the River Styx, and now we're on the other side, and we're in the Underworld, so we're literally, like, losing ourselves. We're crossing over, like we're losing your, your physical body, becoming etheric, okay? And then in those woods... Is the wolf? Is the wolf? And that's kind so of we meet the wolf. Greek in the mythology. Woods. Yeah, and that that comes right out. If you look like Norse or Greek mythology up, you'll be able to like pull parts of the story out in the songs and be like, oh, I see where she got that. I see where she got so that. So we're facing the so, wolf. Yeah. So so this will air on the nineteenth. Just so it's perfect. Busy. Perfect. Oh, that's so, excellent. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, it just came out. Get your ass over to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you. You get your music and go listen to it. And uh, there's a video with it, right? Correct? Coming, Coming soon. soon. Coming, Coming soon. So listen to the song so you can see the video later. There, Absolutely. I swear to God, Netflix should do a mini series of just your storytelling with the music. That's not like something I would, I would watch. Thank you. I, Sebastian, you just became the mouthpiece for the band. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's actually, it is interesting because we're doing all these singles and videos and it's, you're going to be able to stitch them all together and it'll be a little movie, long, long movie. of the second album. That's the idea. That the is... The second album will have like a whole movie to it. Yeah, because as you're explaining it to me, I'm like, why is this not something that they're trying to do like on a show? It's almost like a storybook or storytelling. So really cool uh, idea and, and how you're doing this is awesome, I think. So Thank you. let's play The Wolf right now. I'm excited to actually to go back and listen to Crossing Over and then hear The Wolf back to back to hear how those songs go together. I think that's a really cool that's a really cool concept that you guys do. And I'm I'm so happy that we're able to do this podcast and pull it off because it's like almost zero degrees here in Oklahoma. So I was I was it is cold. It's not it's like fifteen or something. It's supposed to hit zero, and when it gets super cold, the internet kind of quits working, I think, sometimes. Because the ice and whatnot. They got it. 
they got a nor'easter over there. Quit your whining. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So what's what's it like over there in Pennsylvania right now? Snow, lots of lots it of every day. Why do I live where the air hurts my face? <laughs> I don't know. I used to live in LA. Earthquakes, <laughs> snow, earthquakes, snow. It's really up in the air right now. Fires. I l- that's why. That's why I live in it. A- Live in Arizona, baby. Yeah, there you I go. I got the best of all worlds. <laughs> Nothing going on. Yeah, I'm not even from Oklahoma, but I moved here, and then it was like, I thought tornadoes were really cool when I first moved here. Like, I was like, I'm going to go be a tornado chaser. Fuck that, yeah, man. No. I got within a mile of one of those things, and I was like, nope, I'm turning around. I'm going the other way. <laughs> but, it's all fun and games, so you're getting sucked up into the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm from California. I'm from the Bay Area originally, so. Okay. You know, earthquakes, but I was kind of closer to Sacramento, so they didn't really affect me too much, you know? So I was like, natural disasters were kind of cool. They're not cool. They're not. <laughs> they're not cool. Now, <laughs> so, my second day in L.A., the wall out front of my house disintegrated, and I kind of went like, yeah, this shit's real. <laughs> yeah, it's, it gets real real quick, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does, man. What's, what's the biggest show uh, that you guys have played in as far as audience? I, I think Whitney Music Whitney Festival, about 10,000 people. Yeah. Um, that was kind of crazy. Um, and that was really our first tour. And a little side note of our first tour, two days before we left for the tour, our band quit. Yeah, that was fun. So we flew to England and picked up a drummer and a guitar player to do the tour. <laughs> so, in England. No so shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we had two rehearsals. They learned the set, and then they walked on stage at Whitney Music Festival. Do you think they add, do you think that even though they learned it, were they professionally enough to know the actual set, or did they kind of ad lib some of the instrumentals? They didn't mess up one one note. They had everything wow. locked. I was so impressed. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe how well it came together. I was nervous. I was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna do what I do." You know, they were awesome. Nothing stops us. No. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Maggie, have you ever been on stage and forgot the lyrics? We were just talking about this. I've been on stage getting ready to step up on my light riser going, what is the lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what happens? It's just like that natural instinct takes over. Like, as soon as they start playing, I'm like, oh, I got it. The adrenaline kicks in. But we were just joking about that because he's like, Chris is like, I'm going to get you one of those like little screens that run, and it's just going to be the first line of every song. Like, you're blind. You wouldn't be able to see it anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to see it. I'm so blind. Because once, you, <laughs> once you get the first line, the rest of it flows together. But if the song starts, you're like, like it'll mess up the whole entire song if you don't remember the first line. You know? Absolutely. Because then I'm just thinking that I messed up the first line, even though I'm the only one that probably realized that it's you still. You are the only one that realized. Yeah, you can but say whatever that's... you want. I know one would know. I, well, unless they're singing back to you, but the band probably wouldn't be paying attention <laughs> to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've yeah. joked about that. They're like, just throw in the word meow instead of whatever the word is and see if anyone... Yeah, listen it. here. And just meow. <laughs> right, meow. right. All right, meow, we're about to end the podcast, so... <laughs> right meow. All right, meow. Right, meow. Right, meow. Hey. You listen to me right meow. <laughs> if, they, if, if, if anyone wants to find your music besides going on Apple and Spotify, which I did go on Apple earlier, and when I typed in Illusions of Grandeur, some, like, hip-hop artist came on. That was his album name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't find, I didn't really find you guys, but then I found it when I clicked on the link. So do you just? Uh, have, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a that might just be me because I'm not that smart. I probably spelt grandeur wrong. You know. What? You could at the end the e it's e u r e u r not u e r. Yeah, yeah. That's ever a lot of people do that. I see ads and stuff. I literally see ads and stuff, and I'm like. And our guitar player, he's like, yeah, no one can spell the name, dude. Which is why we also go by IUG. Right. So you'll see that. And if you want to find anything, anything. of ours, go to www.iogmusic.com. IOG Music, all roads lead there. Twitter, our Twitter, Instagram, our, Instagram, our, our Facebook. Facebook, our Spotify. Every, you go to that, and all the links are right there, iogmusic.com. Yep. Awesome. What And what is the, I heard you guys mention earlier, the IOG tree. Is that just something that was done in Europe for you guys, or is that an actual thing? It's a, a thing in the town of Smelia, in their center of the town. Oh, cool. They had us plant a, a tree. tree on the evening news, 
and the tree is now growing in the town of Smelia, Illusions of Grandeur Tree. I got an email about a year ago that said it was healthing well. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. I, it was it was an event. Like, it was yeah. Illusions of Grandeur Day, in a sense. It was weird, because they were like, they got into our tour bus, and, and they're, like, telling us to drive somewhere. So, you know, if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're going to get there. We're about to be taken. <laughs> um, and we went and there was a crew and yeah, the whole thing cool. and they filmed it and we planted a tree and it was, everyone had to scoop some dirt and they, yep. you know, it was a whole piece kind of thing. It was and they, and we, it was really, really, really cool, man. Yeah. It was a really cool event. And um, it made you realize that they don't really have this every day. They don't have this entertainment. And it meant so much for us to come to their town and perform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just remember, if you do get taken, we'll have Liam Neeson on the other line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A special set of skills. Get him on He's the got phone. A special set of set of skills. That's right. Box line. Box line. Box line. <laughs> all right, guys. I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. Don't leave just yet. I want to thank all of our listeners to listen that listen to the Loud Spot. You can find us online www.theloudspot.net and sip what Sam. No, keep going, you son of a bitch. Why'd you, why'd you stop? You're pointing your finger. Right, www.theloudspot. What? Wrong finger. This means I'm going to say something after you. <laughs> you www.theloudspot.net. And on our website, you can go and find all of our podcasts, our YouTube links. You can find us on Facebook. Apple, Spotify, everything. All right, Sam, go ahead and add your, add your, add your two cents. All right. Fucking prick, you ruined it. Quick shout out to to Riot Scene San Diego, out in San Diego. Check those guys out. Uh, quick shout out to AT Metal Podcast out in Austin, Texas. And there are brothers and sisters. And he cut out. He froze. Uh, <laughs> you gotta come for And I cut off. It's the best <laughs> it's the best ending for a podcast ever. It's the best ending for a podcast ever. Just I, <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Loud Spot. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is The Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this The Loud Spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does Nothing Short of Tragic have his back again? Yes. Does anything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has to pin show so to get more order this is over it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.